Welcome back to the basement, fellow music lovers. You are now tuned into yet another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I'm your host, Kevin. As usual, hope you've been having a good uh, extended weekend, Labor Day weekend. The podcast is a day late uh, for two reasons. One, it's Labor Day. You don't want to work on Labor Day. No, and you, you don't want to listen to podcasts on Labor Day. You want to sit out and hang out with your family and do all that good stuff. Also, I uh, just came back from vacation in Montreal, and uh, we'll be talking a little bit more about that on, on a future podcast some scouting and whatnot of the music scene up there uh so figured hey we'll, we'll we'll take it easy so this one's coming out on tuesday got another one a great one coming out on friday very topical one instead of thursday uh this week though i uh, got a groovy little podcast for you uh we're gonna be talking about first up a little story um you know there the streaming wars have been going on all year long uh actually more than all year long and, uh, you know, we cover them in our own unique way. We have our very uh, decisive and uh, insightful thoughts on this. But a lot of this boils down to the, the rights of the music and who holds them and then who, uh, who gets paid for them. Uh, story in the Wall Street Journal uh, before break here uh, was about how they were trying to fine-tune the music rights. Like how much, basically how much they pay into it. Uh before they file for an IPO. What is buried in the lead there is the fact that Spotify is on essentially a month-to-month uh, lease now with all their music. Uh, so myself, Paul, and Carrie uh, are going to talk about that. Um, then we're going to get to Riley Walker. You know uh, his album Primrose Green, I think last year, a couple years ago. Great album, great guitarist out of Chicago. He's back with an album called Golden Sings That Have Been Sung. We're going to get into that. And uh, and see if it's see if it's worth your time, uh, or see if it's you know a cosmic space trip to maybe nowhere. I don't know, man. A lot of there's a lot of discussing to be going on here. And then uh, and then finally we're going to be playing a track from a man that we actually love. Usually we do we do some smaller bands from time to time, but uh, our friends at Sylvanesso have a new track out. It's called Radio, and uh, so you're going to hear it if you haven't already, like you haven't already. Uh, so that's going to be your podcast kicking off this week, uh, right after this nice long weekend. So if you're ready, if you're comfortable, you have a beverage and you're you're set, you're ready to join us and have uh, maybe the AC hang cranked up. It's a little humid out here. Uh, here we go. This is episode number 215 of Chunky Glasses, the podcast, where we're reviewing the new album from Riley Walker, Golden Sings That Have Been Sung. Okay. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Nearly a two-word review, just a shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the maximum. That right there is a logical fallacy. Welcome back, guys. Uh, we are here to talk about important issues <laughs> and important music, as we always do. Um, Paul's back down here. What's up, bro? What's up? Bro card's back for temporarily. Ooh, only temporarily? Only, I mean, we'll see. You always, you always find a way to screw it up. I don't know. Am I going to make it through this podcast with my bro card? <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, Carrie's back down here with her spawn, who will remain off mic. Hello, Carrie. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I don't it's get a very broke card. Su- it's very subdued. I feel like I should have broken out the uh, lava lamp for this I d- one. I don't get a broke card. I'm Do you want a broke card? Sure. Okay, you got a broke card. You can have Kevin's. He's lost Whoa. it long ago. Whoa. <laughs> He's lost his will to bro. <laughs> um, uh, we're down here to talk about a new album from Riley Walker called Golden Sings That Have Been Sung. Uh, you know, he, he released an album. Was it one year or two years ago? I think it was. It was last year, wasn't it? Was Prim- Green? Yeah, I think it was last I mean, year. Last year. Green Because him and the uh, Jessica Pratt album were a nice little twofer for me so i wanted to sit down here and get really low i love jessica pratt i love jessica pratt too uh you can't stream her <laughs> but <laughs> maybe she'll win a contest her. and then we can <laughs> <laughs> that's jumping ahead to a future podcast we time travel here that's news this, is this, news this is this is this 
specific timeline, the Riley Walker timeline. Uh, before that, I want to get to a little news here. Uh, you know, so far in 2016, I think streaming is taking over all the news. You know, we used to joke, we used to have title talk. Uh, we busted on <laughs> Apple. I can't bust on Apple Music anymore because I use it pretty much exclusively. Uh, and uh, and we've talked about what, like rates. We've talked about like getting your music up, whether you should have your music up. Uh, now, uh, one of the biggest players in the streaming industry, Spotify, is getting ready to uh, to make an IPO. Now, Wall Street Journal just put out an article on it, and uh, the gist of it is that they're fine-tuning their music rights. Uh, that's sort of the berry in the lead, uh, as far as I was concerned, about what, what's going on now. Uh, they signed these deals that were, I think they were like 10-year deals, because Spotify's been around for a while. Right. Apple Music has signed them, and... And those deals have now run out. And so now this is, the, this is effectively the month-to-month lease where your landlord might come back and just be like, sorry, bro, we're selling the house. Um, and in this like weird space where they lost a lot of leverage because of this, uh, they're trying to negotiate their rates down because what they're paying out now is up to, it's now up to 84% of everything that comes in the door goes out to just the rights stuff. No, no overhead. No, this is just like rights. Right. And people are upset about it. A lot of people are upset about it. Artists are upset about it because they still think that uh, if they aren't dealing with him directly, that, that Spotify is screwing artists, which they're not. We've, we've covered that very well. Um, but I guess what this got me thinking about is we're in a position where the big three labels could potentially just say, you know what, Spotify? Uh, we're just not going to give you the rights to any of this stuff. And what would that do to the music industry at this point? Nothing. Nothing. Wow. There are other venues to get it. If the if are the, there? Yeah. If the big three labels decided that they didn't want to give Spotify the rights, then it would go to Apple Music and it would go to Tidal. You'd see a spike in so so apple music and title who have 11 million and i think 4 million versus 105 million users people move that way and it would be a calculated decision knowing that piracy was going to go back up again because we're already you know we, we've seen articles verifying what we had supposed for a while that piracy rates are going we predicted. up yeah we, we did predict it yeah. but it, i think it was pretty easy to predict yeah. based on where the market was going you're already seeing these exclusives there's a lot more heavy competition in the market. I personally, you know, I'm no financial analyst, but it seems like Spotify missed their good IPO window, yeah. which was a couple of years ago, um, because at the time they were the juggernaut and they were holding off RDO mm-hmm. and a couple of other smaller players. And then once you got a celebrity name in the game with title, and then once you got Apple in the game, once you get Apple, Apple in the game, and then that, that's then changed it, a lot. Then it changes the game, and Apple has especially changed the game right it's, here. <clears throat> and if if they took it away from from Spotify, what you would lose is the last service where people don't have to pay anything and can. Which is a major ads, point of contention, and which and keeps keep- which keeps some people from piracy. But a lot of folks. But if you're paying, but if you're paying for Spotify. Uh-huh. Then what you're going to do is move to another service that has music. Yeah, I agree on. with that. And, and, but I'm more talking you're about bitch and moan I'm, about not being able to port your stuff we, over we, and your we, playlists. We suffered the loss of audio and yeah. been through it. And yeah. uh, and uh, and I agree with that. It's it, it's more the free tier that seems to be driving their business. I mean, the majority of the people using the service are on the free tier, uh, and this is going to fold a lot of stories that have been going on this week into this. Uh, you know, it's funny you said about the exclusives because. Universal Music Group, who uh, who owns Def Jam, who owns Frank Ocean's album, uh, he released Endless, the visual album, uh, to fulfill his contract, and then released Blonde, completely independent on his own label that is not even, I don't even think like the ink on the paperwork has been dry to set that mm-hmm. up. Uh, it effectively increased his his revenue share on this from like 25% to 75%. And left uh, Universal UMG in in the in the lurch to the to the effect that the day it dropped, uh, memo went out to the company and said, "We're done doing exclusives. We aren't doing anything." And so these exclusives are going to die out, possibly because of this. But you also have 
uh, I was just reading before you guys got here, somebody like Jason Aldean, who is a partner in Title, country artist, pretty successful, and he's going to have some sales. And but he is uh, his new album. He's like, we're going to keep it off of streaming for a month. We're going to do it the old fashioned way. You know, mm-hmm. we invested in it. And we want people to invest back. You know, in our album and do the old fashioned way. But that first month of anything, especially when a product isn't you know brilliant, like objectively brilliant, which no product is, is when you need to get people in. So, like, do you think? Like I'm all for people trying this, but do you think that this could lead to just people finding out their worth and finding out that the music industry is actually way more depressed than we thought, and that there's there's maybe no future in it? Maybe there'll be some of that, but I think there's also just going to be charting your worth by something other than numbers. You know what I'm saying? The numbers are the numbers are what come into your pocket when you're trying mm-hmm. to uh, when you're trying to when you're trying to get the money right there. Uh, if I think that when you're talking about a Frank Ocean or a Beyonce or somebody like that, you're in a different category. It's very Friday. But somebody like Jason Aldean, this is a good experiment. He's, my guess is, he's got a fan base that uh, is maybe not as tech savvy as some other fan bases (laughs) and who might be. Oh, let's go down this slippery slope. And and I'm just saying, (laughs) if 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 you're saying, I've got a fan base that's more likely to buy a physical album or to download a physical album yeah maybe you only need to sell one album for every thousand streams you're losing to come out ahead and if that and if that's the case then it's worth trying it for a month this this always comes down to though and and i agree with that but this always comes down to if jason aldean is pulling up to and he's used to selling out like places the size of meriwether post that's the smallest he sells anymore and he pulls up with his five tour buses. There were six for ZZ Top last night, by the way. They've been in the industry for 40 years. Uh, and then all they of a sudden... They need separate buses just for the beards. They do. I, 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 it, was, it was amazing. I was uh, going to say for the Geritol, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, but what happens to his stance when all of a sudden he can't afford one bus... And Jason Aldean has to tour in a van because we've had people on here and he goes, this goes back to honestly the Emily White NPR thing about kids not buying music and whether removing that judgment, whether or not it's right or wrong. We're here where kids are not buying music, but people now are not buying music. But when you're getting to, when you've got critical mass like that, you're paying for those tour buses off of the concert revenues. Right. Like if you're, if you're somebody who's already consistently saying, the smallest venue I sell no, is no, Meriwether, no. and not because well, of my most recent album, but because I've got an established fan base. It almost doesn't matter. Your what the label new album is, is doing that, and that's the recoupable expense. So you better sell out those stadiums because eventually you're paying that back. I mean, basically your your profit margin, the money you make as an artist, you might be able to sustain it, but you don't. You're not making any money. You think Jason Aldean's making the choice about when his album goes up for streaming, or do you think his label's making the choice? If he, the labels, he if claims the, it's him. If the label's making the choices about the recoupable expenses and things like that, then the label is somehow parlayed into these deci- into these decisions about the album. Like this is all going to a matter of contracts that we don't have any access to, right? Yeah. And if we're speculating about them, like about the minutia of the business dealings of these artists, that's yeah. way beyond our yeah. area of expertise. And, but and this this more is in the reason. unless you want to give us the contracts, then Carrie and I can take an hour and then tell you what's going. on. I would love we, nothing we would love more that. than to pour we, over. We would actually <laughs> no. We would contracts. we would narrate that like the Olympics. <laughs> we would be like, and now she's underlining. And she's shaking her head. <laughs> Paul is grimacing. Now he's smiling. Oh, yes, that close is good. Right? <laughs> she's chewing right? on the end of a pencil as if somebody has put in very clever language. <laughs> you know, but, but you know, and I, uh, to wrap this up, though, like along those lines is uh, I, I was actually discussing this with a guy uh, who fronts the band Hallelujah the Hills. He's out, I think they're out of Philly. They might be out of Boston. Matt, our live music guy, is really good, uh, really big fan of them. I think good friends with him. And we're talking about what this means. And this specific article, you know, like you can yell and scream about, they need to pay me more. And if 
you're on a label, you need to talk to your label, not them. But he has a deal directly with Spotify. Mm-hmm. So he is uniquely in a position to say, yes, I this is what I get, and this is not acceptable. Uh, but his solution was, and this is sort of a fascinating thing, is like, I said, well, what if this collapses and you're left with one? And he's like, as long as the one did essentially what next Netflix did and developed up uh, not just a platform that works and that like compensates people, but also feeds back into it and fosters the creativity. Because if you look at what Netflix is doing right now, they're, I mean, they're de facto like TV studio. That, I mean, it's a, it's a bad analogy though. It's the problem. Uh, I mean, Netflix, it's not a complete analogy. I won't it, say it's bad. I, I, I think I, I get where he's going with it, but Netflix well, the, was Netflix was the one when it started, mm-hmm. and to remember back to the days of the Spotify red, was the one the red envelopes, which most people don't get anymore. Um, Netflix was really going against the video stores, not against the starting uh, out. Yeah, yeah, not against not against the the uh, studios. Then they put the video stores out of business. Then the studios <laughs> start. Then they started streaming, and then they yeah. had to figure out deals with the studios. And they were the only game in the streaming business when they started yeah. and they were running at a huge loss when they started streaming, which is what Spotify is doing because they had to pay exorbitant prices back. And it was yeah. like, every time you clicked on something, if you stopped after a minute and said, Oh, this isn't the movie I wanted. They still owed. Sometimes they wouldn't release their books, but the, right. the reports were right. three, four, five dollars on some of these movies. Yep. Um, that were more popular films that they needed to build the interest in their catalog. And they built a subscriber base based on that. Then they moved into original content. And you've watched their stock of new movies drop mm-hmm. as their original content has risen because of those streaming charges. But now you've also got more players in the industry. So that, that, I mean, that that's the problem is that like Netflix made well, that investment when most people didn't have the kind of broadband speeds that you needed to stream this kind of yeah. this the, this kind of content now just about everybody you know not everybody but a lot of but a lot of folks have it it's more ubiquitous and there's always going to be multiple streaming players in the industry so the idea of saying if we went to one that treated everybody right and paid it out never going to happen no i, I don't i don't like think netflix. it should i mean but somebody has to get there first and netflix is not the only one out there right now netflix has got hulu and amazon <laughs> netflix has got everybody and even crackle coming you, after oh, now. that's the worst crackle has originals coming out i don't believe that i don't believe that for a second well most of them have now moved over off of movies like i i can't remember the yeah. last time i watched a movie on netflix i, I just use it for tv and, and their original right. content and, and, and this guy's point was was if whether it's spotify with apple music Somebody needs to get there first to be a de facto label. I mean, Apple right. Apple just bought Cash Money Records. We talked about it on a right. previous podcast. They're becoming a de facto label because they're going to own all this talent. Um, and if like, which is actually honestly, that's beneficial for Apple as well as for the artists. It is because Apple is constantly struggling for market share in a variety of platforms. Right. So if they can figure out another niche to move into and Spotify collapses and they say, not only do we already have the, you know, the platform for the, for a streaming service that can take all the users from uh, Spotify and move them over, mm-hmm. but also we're going to start creating all of our own, our own talent and in-house types of things that that would be a win for everybody, depending on what the, what the contracts look like. Yeah. Paul, we should write the contracts for Apple. Or, you know, it is, it is big fat bill. It becomes one giant uh, season of Battlestar Galactica where everything <laughs> has happened. Uh, everything will happen again. And, you know, and, and that was sort of the point with Spotify is that Apple can I weather. I think that was this. actually the point of Battlestar Galactica. It was the point of Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> but, but, uh, but Apple can weather this. They have multiple streams coming in mm-hmm. to this. And so if they lose money, they can lose money for years on this. Spotify can't. Well, yeah, I think that's that's always been what I found interesting about Spotify is that they're not. I, I think that some of the labels have a piece of them, and they've obviously they got do. investors that have huge pieces of them, mm-hmm. but they are not supported by one major corporate brand that can just right. sink money into them. This is not, and they only have they essentially only have one stream. That yeah. big investor block. This isn't Google buying YouTube and then just saying you can run at a loss till we figure out how to monetize you right here. And I've always, I've always suspected that Spotify was going to get bought out by somebody 
who could give them that kind of uh, who could take their platform and then give them that kind of support while they built whatever they wanted to build yeah. on it and build on it. I don't know. We'll see how the IPO goes, but yeah. I, I really feel like the the big money investors that want to be in business with Spotify have had the opportunity to buy debt and have had the opportunity to buy in previously mm-hmm. because if you want to invest ten million, a hundred million dollars in them, they've always been there. Yeah, like are they going to get enough? smaller investors to make an IPO worthwhile when they're hemorrhaging this kind of cash. I yeah. So the point the point is uh, to wrap this up, it could get real ugly real fast. You could you could like uh, at that point I don't know what like <laughs> it could be a good day for title. Maybe that's where they're holding out. They're like we're number 2 instead of like nobody cares. Or just Apple Music rules the world. Are you are we comfortable with that? I'm not. But if they if they provide a good service, would you be comfortable with that? Are they going to provide a good service on Android products? No, they don't. That <laughs> the, app, the, the, the app sucks. Well, they have no. They, they, <laughs> well, I knew that. Well, I knew that at well, some they, point they that have, was going to be a conversation. No, they have no uh, necessity to do that right now because they're hardware pushers. So yeah. as long as it works well on this, I mean, I'm running the beta on my phone, and uh, the new I will say the new Apple Music is tight. The interface, the old Apple Music interface, sucks ass. Doesn't but, the new one pull off the doesn't it pull off the audio? Um, it does. It does very much remind me of audio. Yeah, uh, it's 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 the, the, the navigation is CNN easy is, and stuff. Mm-hmm. But what? Sorry, Paul, I didn't uh, but know. I see, no. and I and I don't use these enough. But you look at Spotify because you're a Spotify user, Paul. Yes, and and you look at Spotify, and they have that your weekly playlist, and they're adding to those. They're tailored to an algorithm. Well. Some, I, bar- I barely look. I look at them to laugh at them. I, I look at them and some of them are good, but they're much better than opening up a new release on like the Apple Music algorithm and seeing stuff that's been up there for four weeks because they paid for it. Nothing's as good as what RDO had. Nothing. Nothing was... RDO, for those who don't know... <laughs> And we will wrap it up po- after this. Go back and listen to podcast 174 yeah. through for, for, you know, 200. Because- <laughs> on, when records used to come out on Tuesday... You would fire up audio on Tuesday, and there would be a list of at least, I'd say, like 60 things mm-hmm. that came out that Tuesday. Not 60 things that, like, well, this, remember this from a couple weeks by back? By the way, you're really, you're really dating it by talking about New Music Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now it's all Friday. But, uh, now it's whenever it wants to come out. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll put a link in the show notes for this. Uh, look it up. And look up the numbers in the, in the article, because they're sort of fascinating. Uh, there's a lot of discussion about that, but uh, that takes a lot of math, which I'm not in the mood for right now. So, you guys ready to uh, zone out and talk about some Riley Walker? That song is the half wit and me. Uh, that is Riley Walker. There's uh, just vibes of shellaxification <laughs> off the album Golden Sings that have been sung. This is his second like major release. You know, he came from he came from the Chicago like noise scene, I think, and he was he was doing a lot of punk rock stuff, and then all of a sudden discovered that maybe he was really good at guitar. He and and really he just discovered Nick Drake, 
<laughs> so, so, and you know, Primrose Green was an exploration, I think, of the English folk specifically, mm-hmm. uh, and it worked really well for me. I don't think it made it quite on my year end best, but I still like put it on, and it's it's, it's definitely a uh, it's a dorm room album. It's you have your uh, you have your black light poster, you have your bong. Yeah, different dorm rooms than I did. Yeah, uh, were they all jacked up, bro? You listen to. <laughs> Not always, but come yeah. on, man! Like you don't put music on that you're gonna fall asleep to in a dorm room. Okay, all right. So we're starting off, <laughs> start off rolling. Um, uh, this is the second one on Dead Oceans, like I was saying. Uh, he he went on tour for Primrose Green, a pretty extensive tour, and came back to Chicago and recorded this just basically over Christmas break. So he'd been looking at producers he wanted to have uh, come in. He settled on Leroy Bach, who's done some work with Wilco. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a multi-instrumentalist. And um, and I want to read this press release because <laughs> we will actually go off from here because it is simultaneously great and awful, and but it, it encapsulates this. So good job to Dead Oceans for writing this. But uh, Golden Sings That Have Been Sung was made for the Dewey Magic Hour. When night and day have yet to meet, and as long as the song is playing, you feel uh, you feel might briefly leave the corporeal world with them. This is the music you might imagine the woodland animals <laughs> making once the humans have left for the night. This is Riley Walker's coming of age. This okay, is Riley Walker's <laughs> coming of age. As soon as she awesome. said that, I just get the vision of... The animals having a tea party in the Simpsons yeah. episode where they cut all the trees down and they're like, this is what the animals do when we're gone and all there's all the tablecloths out and they're all drinking tea. Um, so I guess God, they didn't mean bad. like the South Park Christmas critters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was terrible. But, but here's, <laughs> here's the thing. Like objectively, that's that's bad. But at the same time, if you listen to this album, that actually sort of describes it. Uh, this is, you know, you heard that track. There's a little wandering, um, little, little the acoustic prog rock, which he touched on on the uh, on the first album. But anything you've heard from Riley Walker, and including this album, I think, goes into that territory where it's not, it's, it's not yet to uh, master class like music, and it's not the the songs are very nebulous. Maybe intentionally so. So you put it on, and it's not background music, but it is not necessarily like here's the hit. <laughs> uh, no, um, I will uh, pass along a comment from uh, the the youth vote of Eva, who when we were listening to this in the car, she said, "Can you please turn that off?" She's a very polite <laughs> polite child, and normally never makes me turn stuff off. But she huh. said, "I just can't." really tolerate that it sounds like something they'd be playing at an ultra white exclusive country club um while they're drinking martinis at the pool <laughs> which i kind of took it as more of like a, a this is something that douchebag hipsters would listen to to say look how cool i am but um, there, there is a there is that side and there, there's an awful video of, of him sitting i think i said you remember that i can't yeah I can't. there's an awful video of him of him sitting in playing <laughs> And 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 because look, he's he is a good guitarist. He's not the best guitarist that ever lived. But there's people sitting in a loft in Chicago, sitting here and having transcendent moments in silence around him while he plays the song. And it was just like, this is the wrong way to go, bro. Yeah, this is this is not how to how to do your thing. Yeah, I think I was pretty lukewarm on Primrose Green, if I recall. Yeah, I don't think that this has improved my viewpoint on things. Um, it doesn't bother me to an extent that some other artists who are trying to go down this route mm-hmm. uh do um it's one of those things where like i, I don't want it in my van but if you're playing it in your van i'm not gonna you know jump out but <laughs> i don't want it in my van I don't want it in my there's van. your new rating system <laughs> don't want it in my van uh, neighbor's van fine um i just don't really i mean the first song is kind of a therapeutic if you're having a really terrible day mm-hmm. you can listen to it it kind of calms you down um, the rest of the album really kind of drifts into Steely Dan, which I like Steely yeah, Dan, yeah. but I don't particularly care for this 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 um, this well, distillation of it. I, so. I, put, I, I in my notes I had more. It, this steers into especially on the track. Uh, funny thing she said mm-hmm. more, uh, and not comparing it to Van Morrison, but more like the type of stuff he was doing around the Astral Weeks period, right? Like in the yeah. albums around that, where he was getting in and he was like playing with the Hepcats in New York. And just going in the studio and knocking these things out really quickly, 
and they were somewhat imp- imp- improvisational and uh, and and lyrics that don't make an ounce of sense. Right. Well, they make and they make sense to him, but they don't need to. <laughs> they don't necessarily need to make sense. I mean, this is right. the the mercurial. Like he's he's part like he's trying to be Richard Thompson and Jim Morrison, like all wrapped in the in right. this one thing, and. Honestly, like that either works for you or it doesn't. And Paul's very silent over there, so I mean, it He's doesn't just really, relax, it, man. it doesn't really work for me. Like, th- th- there are a couple songs on here that I like, and the general vibe of the album's okay, but it's it's a frustrating album in that I can hear that he's a good guitarist, yeah, but he doesn't really let loose with it. Do you listen? To, um, do you listen to much Fairport Convention or Richard Thompson? No. Yeah. It's it's too restrained. It's like if you're gonna focus on your guitar, mm-hmm. then let the guitar play. And I think that he he this is this might just be me making up a narrative right here. It probably is, but it almost feels like he's saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I'm a good guitarist. You know I'm a good guitarist. So I'm gonna lean on my lyrics and my voice right here to show you <laughs> I can do that too. Oh, and the lyrics and the voice just aren't quite there. Yeah. Like. If you're gonna if you're gonna do this, go down into the full on like jazz fusion guitar noodling and give Get us some something Leo interesting. Kotke shit up in there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but it's but it's rest- it's restrained on the guitar mm-hmm. and it's too much on the other side. Mm-hmm. And I just I don't want to listen to him sing most of the time. And Is it bad I, poetry? I don't really understand what he's going for most of the time. Like I get the tone, but then you listen to the lyrics and they're either mundane or gibberish and which was a lot of uh, honestly english folk and a lot of nick drake i mean there, there's some nick drake songs that are to the point but there are some that are, it's a very i disagree on nick drake and only because um when he was singing everything was very light and the the lyrics were kind of just placed on top of what was otherwise mm-hmm. a well-crafted song I agree on the British folk that it was just very heavy handed. And that's um, what I found distracting about this album is that, you know, there's some really nice layering in it. There's some nice uh, guitar work in it that is not particularly compl- complex. But then the, you get into these heavy handed lyrics that don't make any sense. And he switches back and forth, you know, in this storytelling type, um, you know, aura of half talking, half singing. And so you expect there to actually be something you can understand, but it sounds like something that you would write on a napkin when you're asleep and you wake up and you have a dream and then you write it down and the next day you're like, what the hell does that say? And he's like, ooh, I'm going to sing that. That'll oh, be yeah, super no, deep. Totally. This is this is definitely enter, entering the rotation of guys who uh, take their guitar on their cross-country like Euro rail trip and like... <laughs> Busted out at every hostel, and are like, "Oh yeah, this is so." This is a movie baby. role models. Where, like, yeah, I hate yeah. campfires yeah. because there's always some idiot with but, a but guitar. But isn't there? And isn't there? And it sounds like it's not not for you. But isn't there like actually a, a huge market for this uh, particular type of like barbiturate rock? I mean, there's a there's a market for it. Sure, there's a market for a lot of stuff. Yeah, but but I mean, it's like we don't get it anymore. But at, at some point, did you not get this? Not, not really. No. So your dorm room really was different. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm not saying we, it was better, but we didn't go to college this was, in 1968. This, this and neither was never did you, something Kevin. where I was like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, let's put this on in the dorm room." Like, what? What's your end point with that? Getting high <laughs> with your bros. If you don't get high with your bros, put on Pink Floyd, man. Well, I've listened to Pink Floyd. I've listened to every Pink Floyd Dude, ever. Put on, put on 2112, roll the 20-sided die, and get high. My lady won't, <laughs> hang, hey, my lady won't hang out with me anymore because she's tired of Pink Floyd. i got to find something new. And this is where you go? Your lady's also, look, that's a false statement because no lady would be in your dorm room. <laughs> your, your lady, <laughs> no lady would be in your dorm room with this or Pink Floyd. <laughs> uh, I, your lady's wrong. gonna leave you. Oh, okay. Uh, let's hear. Let's hear another track from this. Uh, why not? Why not? Uh, just, I actually like this track, and I like it. It's particularly English. I think uh, this is the uh, this is the roundabout. Or convenience 
Even though you stand on heavy shoulders I'll take the roundabout Cause I like to see sanctuary Again and again Hands folded in prayer God do your right prescriptions God damn my signature's fake I'll take the roundabout Cause I like to see my house Number four, number five, number six, number seven And number eight And I'd buy you a drink Shit. We can all laugh and have tap water My friend laughs cause he thinks he's having a daughter You can find me at the The passenger door Oh shit man It doesn't even work And you've cried Like you've never seen water And come to think of it I think my dad Wanted a daughter You can find me At the Start trying to figure it out. Oh, it's going to it's gonna be the 2 a.m. revelation where yeah. you wake up and go, oh. <laughs> Get a text like, Woo, I found it. Just wait till you hit 40. Um, Just gets worse. But that, that, that is that one of the more away. cohesive songs on the album. I mean, from there, it goes a little downhill. You've got, uh, especially you get to Age Old Tale, 8 minutes and 12. And, and it just, it, it, it devolves into noise. And, and I am a big fan of noise rock. Uh, but at least they add some chimes into it. Yes. Because that's yes. soothing. Well, it's not, <laughs> it is very soothing. But anytime you attempt something like this, I think you have to have a point. And I think what with this album, more so than uh, Primrose Green, is like the point is not necessarily clear. That doesn't make it, to my ears, necessarily unenjoyable. But it does seem like a, almost a, uh, almost, you know, like an in between project. Like he's, he's doing this stuff. He has a producer. It sounds great. But, but the the content, what he's what he needed to say and what he's trying to say, isn't there? Yeah, I don't. I still don't have any idea what he's trying to say. I think that's the problem. I have no idea what he's trying to say. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> so we we've made it through the podcast with all the bro cards intact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's a win. So Paul, what do you want to do? It's a stream. There are there are a couple of uh, decent songs. The first track. And then, what if uh, you figure it out tonight? That song you done streaming? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna figure it out. <laughs> it's, it's gonna just bug me until the next time I hear whatever song it is. It's reminding me of. But anyway, Roundabout I think is a really good song. Yeah. And I think that the first the first track on the album is a good song. There's a lot of filler in between. Mm. Um. So 
It's outer space. There's no, it's not outer space. That's the problem. If you went to outer space, I'd be happy. <laughs> I like space. It's Riley Walker, man. Fucking, he's staying, kicking in the high gear. No, he's staying too Paint grounded. Paint that unicorn on the van. Dude, he's, he's like, I got myself this rocket ship. Does he need to hang out with Andre? I'm just going to keep it on low. Keep the low yeah, burn. Keep, low burn. keep the low burn. You got to burn on low. got to let that rocket fly, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, We're going did. to the moon. <laughs> and until then, we stream it. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie? Um, I feel like I've already gotten all of the therapeutic uses um, out of this album that I need in mm-hmm. the last two weeks of listens, so I reluctantly will pass. Okay. Uh, I'm with you, Paul, and, and for the exact same reasons. Because like, <laughs> he also wants to rocket I, I, I'm, ship I'm to I'm gonna the stream stars. It. And, and again, like uh, the, the twofer of Primrose Green and Jessica Pratt's album... Uh, still levels me, and I'll still sit down here, especially once it starts getting cold again. After we're done with this hot as fuck weather, uh, I'll I'll put that on. That is that is a timeless thing. I said that last year. I know. But this, uh, yeah, I need to be. I need the, I need the spaceship to be kicked into high gear because I mean, is this what playing No Man's Sky is like? <laughs> I don't know. I still haven't downloaded we, we, it. We, I'm, I'm here tonight, so you but, know I haven't yeah, downloaded yeah, yeah. it. Yet. <laughs> you, but, but, you know it's bad when the only other person laughing in the room is a 15 year old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but could this be what No Man's Sky is like? Because everything we've heard, it's like it seems awesome, but then not so. It might be. I'm, I'm afraid of what's going to happen when I finally actually download it. Me too. Me too. <laughs> Good luck for your kid. Strong survival instinct. That's all I hope for. <laughs> yeah, so uh but I know you, there. You're drinking wine yeah. And I'm no easy metal Yeah, there's no water to drink Riley Walker's Golden Sings that have been sung. I hope that uh, gives you a little insight here, sort of expands your knowledge of Riley Walker. If you hadn't heard him before, uh, maybe you dug that. Uh, and maybe this is this is eye-opening. Or if you were and you were just not sure about the new album, maybe we helped you out with that. Or uh, maybe we discouraged you. I hope. Actually, we didn't. You know, even though sometimes suppose we go in hard a little bit on these. We didn't, went in a little on the, uh, the Lydia Loveless album recently. Uh, but... Uh, it's all out of love because we love music and, you know, we love talking about it, but we also uh, think it needs to be supported. So really, all we're talking about here is getting this stuff in your ears, making you aware of it, so then you can make up your own decisions. Um, so that album's out everywhere. So do with it what you will. Uh, as I mentioned up front, a band that we love mightily here, Sylvanesto, uh, they, they've, been, they've been working uh, since, you know, we had Nick Sanborn earlier in the year. And I don't know if you remember him saying that he was literally like they were headed home after the show here in D.C. And then they were going to start working on this new album. They have been working on it. Uh, it has now been announced, no title yet, but it is coming out in 2017. They dropped the first single radio just randomly at midnight. Uh, this is when I was up in Montreal. And uh, and there's nothing like where, where we were staying. It's on a street called Rue Gagnier. And uh, a third floor balcony. And to sit and uh, just in in the middle of the night. And this is happening, uh, you know, drinking a bottle of wine with the lady uh, and hearing a, hearing a great new song from uh, some people, some musicians uh, that we've talked to and that uh, that I like what they do. So now you get to do that. So really, travel to Montreal, put this on your radio, and uh, and turn it up. Here you go, Sylvanessa's Radio.
Sylvanessos Radio off their yet uh, to be named second album. I cannot wait. Uh, I have I have inquired. Uh, I don't have any information that you don't have, so don't don't think I'm holding anything back from you. Uh, but uh, as soon as we know something we can talk about, we will let you know all about it. And uh, they're going to be here in October. I forget, I'm not sure the exact day, but it's the All Things Go Classic. They're playing up on that stage. So if you don't have your tickets to that, uh, go out and get them. I will uh, I'll put that link in the show notes because their performance alone will be make it worth it. There's a lot of other great bands in there. Uh, down in Yards Park, right here in Washington, D.C. Uh, that's about our podcast this week. You know, before before we really get out of here, I, I do want to mention uh, something that also happened while we were off on break. Uh, we're sitting up, uh, I think it might have been the same night, uh, or maybe during the day, but... Um, and the news came that Gene Wilder had passed away. Now, for somebody in my age, uh, I am I'm 44 now, but you know you got you know, plus or minus four years around there. The movie Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory was uh, not just uh, entertainment; it was it was an eye opening sort of peek into what you could do and and uh, the benefits of of being a generous soul. Uh, this was not you know clearly Gene Wilder was an actor, but this carried through in all his roles. So this was not just uh, anybody doing this, as you can see from, I, I guess, uh, Johnny Depp's performance in the remake there. Uh, but what I think myself and a bunch of people took uh, from that was this idea that uh, anything is possible and anything uh, that you can uh, basically dream and that you want, you can you can do, uh, and you should do it with a, a full and, uh, and, and, and a good heart and do it without cynicism and do it... Um, do it hopefully to make make at least one little part of the world a better place. And I think that's that's what. Uh, well, I know that's why I I do this. I don't know the effect that we have, but uh, this is you know uh, it was a great impact on me. So I just wanted to uh, make it a note. So uh, rest in peace, Gene Wilder. We'll be uh, I'm actually finishing this and going upstairs to watch uh, Willy Wonka with my lady because we haven't done that yet because it didn't feel like crying. Um, yeah. So. Uh, if you uh, if this is your first time tuning in the podcast, go ahead and subscribe to us. You can do that on iTunes. You can do it in Google Play. We're on Mixcloud. We are on Stitcher. Soon to be on SoundCloud. But those will be sporadic. Those will be, we're just going to put one up, uh, swap them out every week. Uh, so if, sp- if SoundCloud is your thing, we are coming to service you. Um, and then uh, yeah, and you can you can rate us. You can send us an email. Say hey, man! I like what you're doing. Uh, you can you can talk to us at shows. Uh, Matt is always on our show. Uh, hit him up at matt at chunkyglasses.com if you want to meet up with him. Mauricio, same thing. Uh, Mauricio chunkyglasses.com. He's at a bunch of shows shooting it. I'm okay. I'm at shows occasionally. Uh, we're we get around, and uh, I'll be a lot more shows in October. We got some good stuff coming up then for uh, for October. We haven't quite nailed down, but once we do, I'm gonna let you know. So, so all these good things, uh, and that's it. Podcast is over. So uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in as usual. Uh, We'll be back in in a few short days. Until then, uh, be good to your ears and be very, very good to the people. We'll talk to you soon. If you want to view paradise, simply look around and view it. Anything you want to do it, want to change the world, there's nothing. There is no life I know To compare with pure imagination Living there You'll be free If you truly